And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I know we get a lot, a lot of new listeners out there. So if you have any questions during the course of the show after today's uh, broadcast, whenever you're catching this, you can send me an email anytime to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. Again, askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And I've gotten a few emails over the past oh, couple weeks, months or so on today's topic, varying degrees of questions. And coincidentally, I had a, I had a conversation recently uh, with somebody that actually works for a hard money lender. That's where you've been asking a few of your questions lately. Uh, this is a person here in the, the DFW area. Uh, I don't remember what their title is precisely, essentially processor. This is not the usual salesperson that you may meet when you're out at real estate events, um, shaking, shaking hands, kissing babies like the sales guys do. This is actually somebody that works the, the back end uh, of the process, helping helping you get to the closing table when you are buying a house with hard money. So I want to I'm going to focus most of the show today on this very very important tool that you absolutely should have in your investor toolbox. We'll answer the the w, the W questions, the what, the why, the when, and the how uh, about hard money, so you understand that. And then I want to share some of her thoughts on you the borrower what what are you doing well and and what could you be what could you be doing better she's been at this for a long time so it was it was a very interesting um interesting conversation i as an investor by the way we've been buying single family houses for uh, over 11 years now and most of what we've bought we've we've used hard money uh, even when we didn't have to so i'll i'll explain that here in in a minute so this will be good information for uh, buyers that are investing in single-family houses for rental property. Uh, maybe you're buying duplexes. Maybe you're bu buying triplexes or quads. Those those do roll under that uh, single-family moniker uh, from a financing perspective. But before we get to the meat of the show, I do have a a PSA, a you know, public service announcement. I feel it is incumbent upon me, a, a rental owner a uh, single family investor to be sure you realize that uh, in just a couple of days we here in Texas this applies just to Texas if you're catching me out of state you can you can tune out for a minute but uh, we have a constitutional amendment election coming up on Tuesday November 7th early voting that's done I, I got out as soon as I could my wife came with me we did the the early voting already but there are going to be 14 amendments on that ballot and I couldn't tell you what all 14 are but what I do know, and we've talked about this uh, in months past, uh, there will be a Proposition 4 on the ballot. And if you don't vote for anything else, be sure to get out and cast your vote for, for that proposition because it helps not just real estate investors, that's my interest here, of course, um, but as well anybody that owns a house. What it does, among other things, is it's going to raise the homestead exemption from $40,000 to $100,000. That's a big savings for you that own your personal house and have that homestead exemption in place. For the rental owners, 
well, it's going to put a temporary cap, I believe over three years, on non-homestead properties. And if you've listened to any of our shows in the past where we've talked about protesting those property values and those property taxes, we've seen years where those things have practically doubled 100%, 80%, 60%. Well, this puts a cap. They're going to put a cap of 20% over three years, uh, 20% per year. This cap will run for three years just as a test. That's good news for us. And it also compresses school taxes, which if you have lived in Texas for any any number of years and have your own property or properties, you, you know that's the most onerous part of that tax bill. And it's going to compress the tax rates by using some of the state surplus funds to cover a portion of those school taxes. That's going to help everybody out, whether you, whether you own a rental property, whether you own your personal house. So good to get out, vote for that. And while you're there, you might also consider Proposition 3, which is a ban. It, it bans lawmakers going forward from creating a wealth tax. Uh, or a tax on net worth without future voter approval first, right? We put a ban, I believe it was in 2019, on a state income tax without voter approval. Well, now they want to put one on the potential down the line for a tax on your net worth. Big, big, big topic. So be sure to get out and vote. Time is a ticking that will soon have lapsed. So back to our show and hard money. And just as a reminder, as real estate investors, one of the reasons that we really love buying and investing in single-family houses as well as apartments, we do both of those things at Lifestyles Unlimited, but one of the big reasons we love real estate is that we make money five ways. And this will lead us into the hard money conversation, but I just want to remind you how we're making money on our houses. There's the cash flow every month. There's equity capture. I'll explain what that is. Equity buildup as that resident pays down the mortgage for me. That's equity buildup. Just general market appreciation and uh, sundry tax advantages that you can leverage throughout the hold period and upon sale. But today, our, our hard money conversation, it's, it's really going to focus just on, just on one of those ways that we make money, which, which is equity capture. So what is equity capture? Well, essentially, if you think about how we are buying houses, we're not going out and buying houses that are at the top of the market, that are listed at retail prices. Rather, we're looking for houses that are distressed, that, that, need, that need work. And because, because due to the condition of the house, because it needs work, or maybe the condition of the seller, the seller may be financially distressed and need to have a fire sale to get out from under that thing. Because of that, we buy the property at a discount. And this is fundamentally the source of our equity capture. Now, typically, we do have some level of renovations that we have to do to bring that house back to life. Talking about a very important tool for your investor toolbox, this is a, a financial tool that you should understand and, and be prepared to use. And I will tell you that 11 plus years ago, I guess about 12 years ago now, when I joined Lifestyles Unlimited, I was not aware of the existence of this particular financial tool. And I worked in corporate finance. I didn't know it was there. You know, So I learned about it. I hemmed and hawed about it. It made me a little nervous, but eventually I put it into use and just have been using this thing repetitively over that decade or so to continue to grow our portfolio. And we talked on last week's show about following not a linear progression in your growth as an investor and to get you to retirement, but rather an exponential growth path. And hard money does help you do, do that. And 
I mentioned just ahead of the break, equity capture. That's just one of the five ways that we make money. I want to give you just a concrete example. Here's a house that uh, hit my inbox from the realty team in San Antonio. This is just one example of many. And the estimated out-of-pocket on this uh, investment is about $26,000. That's what I would have to bring to the table to buy, renovate, refi this particular house. It does very clearly say in the email to me, hard money, using hard money. Uh, That means there's probably some level of renovations that are required. And at the end of the day, the equity capture on this property is about $31,000. So I've got my 26 in plus now an additional 31 on top that I've created through the process of buying a distressed asset. That's equity capture. That's a 117% return right there. I've just doubled my money just on the equity capture, not to mention the cash flow, the other ways that we make money. Interesting, interestingly, by the way, We haven't seen a lot of these lately. There is a note here in the email. It says REO opportunity. REO stands for real estate owned. This is a bank owned house. The bank has taken this back from a distressed owner. Hmm. Are these going to start to flood? That's the big question. When's the market going to tilt? Well, here's one example of a foreclosure property that is now uh, being listed, I presume, on the on the MLS. And he says very clearly here, hard money. So what is hard money? Let's start with the, the broad what is this thing? Well, like I said, it's just another tool that you have in your investor toolbox, a financial tool. And essentially, it's a private money loan. This is not something you're going to go down to Chase Bank or Bank of America or Wells Fargo and acquire. This is this is private money and you need to network. You need to learn who are these hard money lenders in the area where you're going to invest. They're all over the place. There are a lot of them. And the loan itself, it's it's short term in nature. This is not a 30 year loan product that we're putting in place. It's short term, six months, 12 months. That might, might be the term on the paperwork that you sign. You wanna be in and out much, much faster because in essence, this is just a bridge loan. Or, or I like to think of it as a construction loan, because after all, we're usually doing some level of rehab, renovation, construction, right, on, on the property. And we use this loan in part to address the, the fact that it needs that construction. And because it needs construction, it is inherently higher risk to that private lender. And therefore, it does have higher interest rates. When I started buying back in 2012, I believe the interest rate on the first hard money loan we got was about, I think it was 14%. And it, it hovered around there for a while. It came down a bit over time. Now, as broader interest rates have gone up, that started to go back up again. Talk with your hard money lender to see what they can offer you in that term. But because it is a, a double-digit interest rate, we want to keep that as short as we can. So depending on the renovations, you might be in and out in a month, two months, three months. really depends on the scope of work. And that's the good news. The hard money loan does not care about the scope of work. It does not care about the condition of the property. And that's what makes this such an important tool for what we are doing as investors that are buying houses that typically do need some minimal all the way up to a lot of work. Sometimes these are burnouts. You don't have to take those on. Don't be scared. That's not for you. That's fine. But there are investors that do buy properties that have had fire damage, for example. Those will require a lot more work, and that Bank of America will never loan on that. Okay. 
Now, what is the lender giving you in terms of financing? How much? Show me the money. How much money are we talking about? Well, typically, most hard money lenders that I know are lending for rental property. Some of them lend on flip houses as well. It's different numbers there. But if you're buying a house to hold as a rental, they'll typically lend you anywhere from 70 to 70% of ARV, important acronym in the industry. That stands for after repair value, basically the market value after it's fixed up. And because they're lending based on the expected value, you're very often getting your purchase price covered in that loan as well as some or maybe even all of the cost of, of renovations. Let me give you an example house. We talked about the one in San Antonio. It didn't have very round numbers. Purchase price was 145 after repair value 210. Instead, I want you to think about this house. Remember this house. It's going to come up again. We're going to buy a house for $100,000, just an even 100. And we're going to put $50,000 in renovations into that house to bring it back to life. And after we've done that $50,000 in renovation, that house that we bought for one hundred dollars now values at $200,000. That's the after repair value, the value after it has been fixed up. And if I'm working with a hard money lender that lends at 75% of that after repair value, 75% of two hundred dollars is what? $150,000. Well, purchase plus renovations in this example, $150,000. You know, so you're basically funding your purchase plus your renovations. You're out of pocket in this example. It will just be the cost of closing on that hard money loan. And yes, there is a refinance at the back end to get out of that hard money into long-term debt. And there will be closing costs there as well. So do we always match like that? Is it always going to be a low out of pocket? No, not necessarily. It depends. It depends on the spread between the purchase price plus the renovation cost and that resulting market value, that after repair value. It depends on you. How good are you as a negotiator? If you're working directly with a distressed seller, and I've done this a lot over the years, how good am I at negotiating that price down so that it takes account the renovations that I'm going to have to do and creates enough spread between purchase plus uh, renovation relative to the after repair value that I'm really able to cover all of that with that 75% loan, right? Comes down to you. And by the way, we teach you at Lifestyles Unlimited how to invest in single family houses as well as apartments. So do you learn about this process? Absolutely you do. Absolutely you do. And, and you'll see a lot of case studies and you'll see a lot of examples, just like I gave you the example in San Antonio, where you can apply the math, figure out how it works and become a better investor over time to where that out of pocket goes to close to zero sometimes. So that's hard money. What is hard money? We've answered that question. When? When do, when do we use it? Important question. Well, typically, when we have one of those properties, like I mentioned, that cannot go conventional. I cannot use regular old-fashioned uh, conventional lending financing on that property due to condition, typically. Right? Typically structural. Foundation is out of whack. Bank of America is not going to lend on that. Right, roof is is gone. Not going to lend on that. Other things, other problems, and you'd be surprised at how little can disqualify a property for a conventional loan. We'll resume this when we come back. So stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at eight five five four ninety seven forty three thirty five. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. 
the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, not because that's the way it's set up, but because of the knowledge. When put into action, knowledge is power. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we empower you to live the lifestyle of your dreams through passive real estate income. For over 30 years, our successful members have shared their knowledge through case studies, classes, and mentoring. Tap into that knowledge, attend a free workshop online. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you've got any questions today, you can email me. Send those to askandy at luinc.com. Again, askandy at luinc.com. And we're talking today, you know, if I go out in my garage, I've got a jigsaw, I've got a circular saw, I've got a sawzall, I've got all kinds of tools out there for doing hard, you know, work, physical work. But as an investor, you need not only those tools. And in fact, as an investor, the way we do things at Lifestyles Unlimited, guess what? You don't even need any of those tools because you shouldn't be out there doing the work yourself. We'll get to that a little later. But you do need some important financial tools in your toolbox. And we're talking about the probably one of the most important ones that's for my trajectory as an investor so far, which is hard money. This is a private loan. We talked about that in depth in the prior segment. If you want to hear that, you, if you missed the earlier part of the show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Um, that will be archived there. And we're going to keep talking about hard money, but I do need to once more interject because this is important to me as a rental owner. And if you own any kind of property in Texas, should be important to you. I just want to remind you that on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, November 7th, uh, Texas is uh, having a constitutional amendment election. We've had early voting going on for a while now. That's ended. 14 amendments on those on that, on the ballot for you. I don't know what some of those are concerning, uh, but I know that Proposition 4 is the one that can save you and me money in our pockets when it comes to paying those property taxes at the end of the year, uh, both on rental property in this case, as well as your homestead. Big, big jump in the homestead exemption from $40,000 to $100,000. So whether you own rental property or not, that alone should get you out there. Uh, be sure to take a look at Proposition 3 as well. Let's let's keep the uh, legislature from coming up with some other uh, <laughs> notorious taxes like the net worth tax. This will keep them from doing that. But go have a look. Go have a vote. Uh, again, that's on Tuesday. Now, Back to hard money. When do we use it? We talked about what we're talking about when. And typically, again, thinking about equity capture and creating that wealth just from the outset of my project, I'm buying a distressed house. I'm buying it at a discount. That's what's helping me get to that equity capture. And typically that distress is of a physical nature, meaning that the house needs some work, often a lot of work, often enough work that it will not qualify for a conventional loan. Even if I plan to do a conventional loan, I couldn't do it on this house because the foundation is down or it's got a broken window. One of my um, conventional lenders said, hey, if the carpet's been pulled up in one of the bedrooms because it stunk like a dog and all you see is the slab, they're not going to lend on that. Pretty minor, pretty minor stuff. So we have to use hard money. Or we may need to use hard money. Maybe the property's great, but the owner is distressed. We, we just looked at a, an REO, a bank-owned property that has hit the market in San Antonio. Well, somebody was very much distressed and so distressed they did nothing about it and let that house go back to the bank under foreclosure, and it's now for sale to, to whoever, whoever wants to step up and, and, and buy that thing. Does need hard money. Does need work. 
But let's say we get to that distressed seller before the foreclosure, before the, the, the sale on the courthouse steps, and maybe just days, maybe they're just days away from that, that sale. Well, we got to do something fast, and we either need to pony up the cash to get that thing bought, or we need to be able to close on a loan that can close in a very short period of time, and hard money can do that. I closed on one, oh, it's probably been 10, 11 years now, in three days. Walked the property, closed three days later. Hard money can do that. Conventional loan these days takes at least weeks. There have, there have been times when it was 45 days minimum. So if you, got to if you have to close fast, hard money is, is the tool that can get that done for you. And often, you know, I mentioned sourcing uh, properties from, from, from private, you know, just directly from the sellers. I've done that over the years, but I've bought a lot from wholesalers. And these are people that are contracting that, that, that house and then selling the contract. They're not going to wait around for you to do a conventional loan. They're going to tell you in their, in their advertisement of that property, hard money or cash. Those are your two options. So if you're buying from wholesalers, you absolutely have to use cash or hard money. Now, why do we use it? Well, we kind of addressed that a little bit uh, through the, the notion of the, the renovations needed. But I want to I take a step back and think about that trajectory I talked, a week, I talked about on last week's show, the, 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 the exponential growth versus linear. And if I'm able to go in and use a hard money product to buy a, a, a rental project, a rental house, at the end of the day, I'm going to have lower cash out of pocket into that investment. And, and a side benefit we'll talk about as well is I'll have additional professional eyes on that property and, and on that process. For you, as a, if you're new to this, if you've never bought a rental house, that second part may seem negligible when compared to the lower out-of-pocket notion, you know, less cash. But it's very, very important if you're new to have somebody by your side that can really help steer you through, through the process and give you, give you advice. Just another party that another interested party by your by your side. But I'm going to start by focusing on that cash out of pocket because that's what's going to help us exceed that linear growth and become exponential. And many times, a house may actually be able to go conventional, but I may be better off to use hard money. And here you need to understand how to run those numbers, and we teach you how to do that at Lifestyles Unlimited um, because sometimes it makes sense to have two closes because the spread is there and I'll have a lower out of pocket even by that double close, even even going from hard money to conventional. Let, let's go back to that house. I told you to remember this example house that I'm buying for an even $100,000, putting in $50,000 worth of renovations and the value when I'm done will be 200,000. And remember, typical hard money lender on a rental property project will be lending at 75%, so I'm able to borrow $150,000. Let's say that $50,000 in work, by the way, is just cosmetic. Carpet's there. Windows are great. They're, they're, they're in place. They're just old aluminum. Um, this thing hasn't been touched since the 60s. That carpet, in fact, is shag. There's nothing that would disqualify it from going conventional. So that takes me to three possible cases to buy this house. Now, some of you out there don't like debt. It's a four-letter word, and it is a four-letter word. But uh, you don't like debt, so you think you're going to buy everything all cash. I'm, forget the debt. Not touching it. So that all-cash buyer, what are they in? What is their out-of-pocket to, to take down this house and do the renovations? Well, purchase price 100 k plus 50000 in renovations. That does not change. 
and then what it so 150 all in plus whatever the the closing costs will be for them no 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 lenders title insurance so there are aspects that will make that a little bit cheaper but 150k cash out of pocket all cash buyer compare that to the conventional buyer and remember we just said that this house needs renovations but none of them would disqualify but we're just we're just putting in granite countertops instead of that formica junk that's been sitting around or that cultured mar marble that went out decades ago so conventional buyer what do they do they go out and get that loan and they bring 20 percent to the closing table as their down payment 20 percent of 100 what is that well that's twenty thousand dollars plus that 50k in rehab we're at 70 plus closing costs will be a little bit higher so with those added in probably about seventy five thousand dollars out of pocket now you already see an advantage there for the person that borrows compared to the cash they're already 50 percent less into that investment 75 versus 150 but third case educated investor knows how to use the tools brings hard money to the to the conversation even though there are two closings because we buy the house with hard money that's the first closing and then we refinance into a conventional debt at the end of the process even with two closings your cash out of pocket is going to be anywhere from about eighteen thousand to maybe twenty thousand dollars compared to 75 compared to 150. that's why and I, and I have bought houses where I could have gone straight conventional but it made more sense when I ran the numbers because I bought right knew how to negotiate had a good enough spread in there to take on two closes and have less money into the investment my money goes a lot farther and my returns are higher is this always the case does it always make sense to use hard money no but you have to know how to run your numbers big reason I like a hard money lender alongside a new investor is because you have another set of eyes on the property and on the process use that set of eyes they're there to help you so ask questions a lot of people don't too shy don't want to upset the lender but ask for help if you need it and then don't sit in the loan forever I mentioned my my tools and out in my garage I don't get out and do the work on the houses myself because it would take a lot longer but this processor she said she sees people sitting in hard money loans sometimes a little too long because they're out there doing the work themselves on the weekends takes too long now lifestyle is unlimited we teach you how to do it the right way do it well do it quickly use hard money to grow your net worth on an exponential track rather than linear get in and out be done and move on to the next one hey i thank you for tuning in today have a great day and remember it's not the money it's the lifestyle Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.